Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 10 of the Holding Court Podcast. We hit double digits. Another milestone. What a good number, 10. Oh, I didn't even think about that, but you're right. Number Number 10. Sitting here with number 10. Oh, yeah. (laughs) In a way, it's exciting. And then another another way I think about us doing this for 10 weeks and it's kind of depressing. I mean, like the quarantine thing. Yeah, it's a it not doing the podcast for 10 weeks. We definitely didn't set out on this planning on doing 10 weeks of quarantine casts. Quarantine cast. But here we are. Yeah. It's a got good a f- one though. Yeah, we got a fun show, special guest today, my good friend Jennifer Utley. Yeah, who actually the only reason I'm sitting in this chair right now is because of quarantine. It's just, it was supposed to be her originally. You guys were supposed to do this podcast. Yeah, and then you kind of just weaseled your way in there. No. I, yeah, I quarantined my way in. Excited, excited to talk to her. We'll talk about the match, too. little golf this weekend. little uh, live action so good. golf it was in the so rain. Good. And our favorite, the social media segment, Your Turn. Let's just get right into it. The match, too, on Sunday. Charity golf match. We had Tom Brady and Phil Mickelson versus Tiger Woods and Peyton Manning. Yeah, it was it was awesome. I think a lot of people were anticipating it. Uh, obviously, the first match between Tiger and Phil, uh, you know, Phil won. And this year, this this one, it was a little different uh, as they invited Peyton and, and Tom out. And a lot of it was, or all of it actually, was for the All In Challenge and raising money for COVID relief and, um, you know, it was on Tiger's home course, so they obviously had the advantage, but the conditions were brutal. Uh, it was raining literally like the whole round, and although they they played good, um, well, most of them played good most of the time, um, <laughs> but I, it would have been cool to see it under good weather conditions and see, you know, the best of their golf game come out. It's tough to play in the rain. Uh Really tough. I'm I'm not a good golfer by any means, but I would be horrible if it was raining and I was on national TV and I was standing next to Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson. So uh, hats off to those guys for getting out there on the course and raising money. Yeah. As you know, I'm very competitive and I feel like if I was struggling how a certain Tampa Bay player was struggling out there. I almost said, is it uh, weird to say Tampa Bay? I know I had to think <laughs> about it. And then I made the connection of like the TB TB that he's been yeah. kind of promoting. And I remembered it was Tampa Bay and not the Patriots anymore. I might've went home. I might've just called it and said, it's raining. I don't like this. I'm good. And kind of saved myself that embarrassed. I don't know. I guess that probably would have been worse. I'm a sore loser and he was struggling and Yeah. It he, was, he, he wore stuck it. it out. Yeah. He wore it. And they were, no one was holding back on him either because, I mean, everyone sees Tom Brady and you think of the GOAT and the championships. One of the GOATs. One of the GOATs. And, you know, he's just like this perfect guy. Like, you know, he, everything he does seems so polished. And then those to, UGG ads and everything. Yeah. And then you see him get on the golf course and struggle for, I mean, pretty much most of the day, but at least the first seven, eight holes. And, I think everyone was just like loving, you know, being able to throw some digs on social media on TV 12 and 
all the celebrities were getting in on it too. It was it was pretty cool. Yeah, there were a few tweets of like, we may never see him struggle again in a sport. So like take let's advantage. Take advantage. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was great. I know it is nice to think about that, and I think it made everyone else that considers themselves a golfer, whether it's you know you know in your spare time or you know someone that does it all the time. I think it made everyone feel just a little better about their golf game. Oh well, at least you know, this super athlete is out there struggling. And even some of the shots the pros take, I think, you know, watching tournaments, you see someone completely shank it or just completely miss it. And I think you're like, okay, this game is very humbling. Yeah, I for sure for the rest of my golf outings, um, every time I make a bad shot, I'm probably going to make a, a Brady reference. So thanks, Tom. I appreciate it. <laughs> I got an excuse. I got to come. I'm going to play golf this week. So, uh, I already, I've already put that out there that I, there's no way I play as bad as, as Brady and I haven't played in like four months. So, but what if you make a really good chip shot and you're just like Brady and it just <laughs> dunks it, right? That's there. only if you're from like 150 yards out and you dunk it, then you, then you can also drop Brady. Or if you shank it, you know, that's the other 17 holes. You can drop a Brady. No, I think he did a lot better in the second half. And I said, I was like, what if he just turns it on in the second half and just is like, suckers, I was kidding. And they actually made a pretty good comeback. The weird thing about the whole match, too, was that I thought that Peyton played extremely well the entire day. Tiger, I don't remember the last time I seen him hit every single fairway, but he is on his home course, so... Right. Uh, you know, I'm not surprised about that, but they played so good. And I felt that, you know, Tom struggled so bad on the front, but yet they're still only three up and it was still such a close match. I know they played better on the back, but for them to make that run um, on the back when it was alternate shot was crazy to me that it ended up being that close because I felt like Tiger and Peyton played so much better than Tom and, and Phil. Yeah, it did seem really close. I remember looking up at the scorecard and thinking how are they only three up at that point and then yeah them making that comeback it was crazy how close it was yeah well you think about you know tom you know draining that shot from the fairway caused a half so th it would have been four up if he didn't make that shot that's true um and then there was i think tiger missed a putt with his four iron on the hole that they had to use the same club that would have put him up another one yeah uh, and they pushed that hole so there was definitely uh, I think Phil made a couple clutch putts uh, on the last two holes as well that have the hole. So he they kind of like saved him and gave him a chance on the back and they played really well on the back. It was it was cool. It was fun to watch. It was I'm glad Tom kind of made that shot. I think it was on seven. Um, Might have been eight. But I'm glad he made that shot and then kind of opened up because you could tell that he was getting frustrated and there wasn't a whole lot. And the other thing I like. Tiger doesn't talk a whole lot. Tiger was taking it serious. Yeah. He did not want to lose to Phil again, and he didn't say a whole lot. And Phil was so chatty and funny. Yeah, Phil's funny. And Phil Tom opened up after he made that shot. He got real chatty. I was like, oh, it's like easy to come back and chat once you like relaxed a little bit. I think in the beginning he was – He did he pull his earpiece out, or that was Tiger that pulled his earpiece out? No, that was out? Tom. Tom, he, he pulled it out, and I don't, I don't know if he, he didn't want to hear – Chuck was taking – cheap shots at him the whole time so when he made that shot from the fairway and he told chuck take a to suck of he's that. like take a suck on that chuck or whatever he said <laughs> it was like oh my god and then he split his pants and had to change pants so it was uh it was entertaining i enjoyed it if anyone anyone listening knows aj ellis 
I'm telling you that Phil Mickelson and AJ Ellis could be twin brothers. Like Even their voice, their voice, they the way they look, the way they like make their subtle brags and ah uh, uh, man, yeah. like that's all. I text AJ and was like, "Dude, this is your twin brother." <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And I love how the little things that they kind of sprinkled in there, like Charles making the bet uh, for Tom to kind of motivate him. And yeah, I was rooting from every time and he just couldn't do it. Well, all the, tw- and all the tweets coming in too, like, uh, was it Copic and those guys yeah. uh, putting a hundred thousand on the line and JJ Watt and um, Russell Wilson donating the meals on the par three. Uh, it was all cool. Yeah, no, I loved it. Um, I think you said Kopech, and isn't that the pitcher? Oh, the pitcher. I meant you mean um, Brooks, Kepka. Kepka. There you go. <laughs> I was like, I'm, wait. I'm, yeah, I'm talking about the pitcher from the White Sox, I guess. Sorry, white, I didn't mean I'm, to correct your I'm exact staring. error, but we like to give out. I'm staring at you. The truth you know, on this podcast. Diehard White Sox. It's on my mind. I mean, I just like the facts. I think people have the facts, but yeah. Uh, did really well. They raised over $20 million. Yeah, it was crazy seeing the ticker because yeah. they had the money um, on the bottom of the screen. Yeah, I also thought it was so cool that Justin Thomas was out there on the course walking it, um, you know, to have an actual PGA player out there uh, going through everything and giving his thoughts. I thought that was really neat. Yeah, it had to have been weird for him not playing and just like walking along. I'm sure he wanted to like grab a club and like hit a couple shots. I w- that would have been weird. Yeah, I got the it. Maybe he did off camera. He did good though. He was funny. Yeah. I liked him. He he did kind of give it to Chuck too. At one point, he he told him that he there's no way he could dunk a basketball with his fat ass. <laughs> oh wow! You didn't you really hear that? All, the round mound to rebound. I mean, he, he was, was yeah. He's looking juicy. I'm not mad at him though. He he's clean, great. He cleaned up his golf swing. He doesn't have all the oh, hitches yeah. in it. So. I know it actually looked pretty smooth. I was rooting for him on that little challenge on the end too. But yeah, so PGA Tour, it's postponed for over two months, but they are inching closer to the return June 11th in Texas. So it was fun to watch a live sporting event together. And yeah, I'm glad it was a big success for that. It was cool to get a look inside of them and hear some of the banter back and forth. Yeah, I think the the commentary is what's going to be helpful when sports kind of start to come back without fans. I think that gives you that little extra, uh that you need to, you know, kind of stay in it, feel like you're there to be able to hear kind of that inside track of everything that you don't normally get to see on TV. I wonder if PGA would consider that. I know it's kind of like super strict, but it would be cool if they like mic'd up a couple guys for a round when they're move forward and and have some conversations like that. That'd be pretty sweet. Little Happy Gilmore-esque of just bringing a little flavor to it. Just bring a little flavor, a little action. I think so. I think they'd definitely be open to it. Especially if there's not fans on the course. You got to find a way to spruce it up a little bit. Yeah, definitely. All right. I think it's time to bring on my very special guest this week, my baseball bestie, old retired baseball bestie, still my baseball bestie, the former queen of Philly, not self-proclaimed, animal activist, my own fashion icon. Welcome, Jen Utley. Hi, Jen. How are you? Hey, girl. I'm so excited to do this with you. Got Justin here with me. Don't forget about me. (laughs) And you, Jay. I'm here for uh, moral support since I'm actually sitting in your seat. So The master of the mic. I can't wait. (laughs) The rightful co-host is here. Uh, how's it going in quarantine life? <laughs> I know you're living with uh, four boys, technically. Four boys. <laughs> we want to 
escaped this country. Um, <laughs> no, everyone is good. You know, I mean, listen, can't complain because no one's been sick. So that's like the number one thing. But yeah, I mean, I'm a little maxed out. I'm at my limit. I'm not going to lie. You know, it, there was like a time when I felt that a lot of people were um, being very, you know, hashtag grateful (laughs) (laughs) and um all these other things um that ship has sailed my house (laughs) you're max utlied out (laughs) i am i'm utlied out i am no i'm just kidding there no it's great i mean it's been fun but you know now it's a little still crazy like the kids are almost done with school and school for me provided even though the whole adjusting zoom and this and that was difficult and and definitely a challenge but it gave a little bit of structure to my day now school's out in a week and there's no summer camp so i don't really know we're we're back to winging it we'll see what's going to happen so you guys going to be creating your own sports summer camp in the backyard or how's that going to work we are there's a director of camp this year his name is I don't know. He goes by like CU 26 <laughs> and I'm just going to be the sort of like coordinator that sits on and, you know, reaps payment and drinks iced tea in her office all day. <laughs> but you're, you're handling all the tennis, right? I'm handling all that. Exactly. Nice. And the gardening class for the boys. My gardening class. I'm doing gardening class. I planted a garden. I'm doing that and I'm doing tennis. Yeah, which how, is the ultimate social distancing sport, by the way. How's that garden coming? That's uh, that's new for you, right? This garden is saving my life. It is so <laughs> much fun. I honestly suggest it to anyone if you can figure out how to do this. I cheated the system a little bit and hired this guy who is friends with a girlfriend of mine and runs this really cool company where they come and install these boxes. But basically for a month teaches you how to keep this garden alive. Um, and I mean, I've made three salads. That's huge for me Ooh. out of my lettuces. I have a zucchini growing. I've got three tomato plants. I've got some strawberries. I'm telling you, you guys, very self-sufficient over here. Do you have any like peppers or jalapenos? That's, that would be up court alley. She likes spicy the spicy okay. stuff. So I'm there. They have not, they're growing. They have not, they have not come to fruition yet. They have not showed themselves. Well, those so are I'm like waiting on it. those are like the greatest vegetables. So they take probably more time. You know, all great things take take time. <laughs> they do, and they might. I mean, I don't even know. I I still haven't. I don't really know the life cycle of these plants, but I do know that it coincided perfectly with Max's preschool project of watching the lifestyle of a uh, life cycle of a ladybug, oh, and wow. there is a ladybug shortage in Los Angeles for gardens, little known fact. Thank you very much. And, uh, school project and stuck them in my garden and they are now eating all of the little, little vegetable bugs. So it's actually, you know, so it's a real per- win-win over here. They're protecting are, your veggies then. That's, that's cool. They're protecting our veggies. We are, the yeah, we are just killing it over here. We are just all helping each other. Martha Stewart <laughs> saving the ladybugs. We don't really have a space for a garden, but my sister sent me where you can buy like the little trough and make a garden. Maybe it can like roll around and I can find a spot for it. I don't know. know. What do you mean? You just put a garden box out back. I know we don't really get a 
that much sun in the backyard though. We gotta we find a, a lot of sun. We gotta find a place. There's like one little corner that I think has sun all day. I might have to take it over. <laughs> you could plant like a tomato. It might be the world's <laughs> smallest garden, but we'll make it we'll make it happen. One little tom comes up. Just grow your little jalapenos. That's all we need. Else. Court will be happy there for life go. if she My has jalapenos. My spicy margs will be satisfied. That's perfect. It's all you need. One stop shop. Talk to me about this mirror workout device that you have going on. Well, back to my uh, initial state of quarantine, I was really killing it. Um, (laughs) I was waking up at like 6 a.m. and I was like, I'm going to come out of quarantine. Like, who's that? You know, not the case at all. (laughs) The mirror, the mirror didn't motivate enough. You know what? I actually love the mirror and I think it's so fantastic. But um, it's a great option. I just really enjoy exercising, like, with my friends or going on a hike or doing a spin class together or a Pilates class together, you know, something like that. So that part of it, it has, when it's your only option, you're, you know, like with anything, it, you, like, sort of begrudge it a little bit. Um, but... I will say they have a ton of classes and I found like my favorite trainers and so I still do it. But it's funny because I started out doing the 45 minute classes and now I'm like, mm, 15 minutes is good. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. I do like the class pass live and like our little makeshift gym and I'm down to like the 25 minutes. So now I'm afraid when we're back to regular life and I have to do an hour class, I'm just going to walk out. Halfway. I'm like, That's yeah. all I had You'll left. Be like, I'm, I'm done here. We're good. Thank no, you. you're good. As long as you do a little bit every day, I think you, you eh. keep it. It's good. It's good. I mean, you know. I tried to do. hike the we'll other see. day and I was gassed after one little hill. So I might need to kick That's it true. up to 45 minutes. That's the other thing. It's like you get these, you know, I mean, the mirror can pass it as well as things, but it's like, get out your ball and your weights and your kettlebell. I'm like, um, <laughs> okay, let me go find a bottle of, you know tequila to get your soup cans <laughs> well everyone get we everyone we know is on this like peloton kick and we we refuse to take the bait are you guys do you guys have a peloton yet or no are you no anti, peloton. anti-peloton i'm not anti-peloton i just i used to have just a normal like what was his name johnny g he was like the og spin dude oh, wow. i used to have one of his bikes yeah, I'm aging myself because I also <laughs> learned how to teach my spin classes in college through his clinic, which everyone is probably like, I don't even know who that is. Um, but I, I, I don't, that does not motivate me at all. But mirror classes, I'm really into like the hip workouts right now. And they do, they have a ton of bar classes and Pilates and kicker. They have family, they call it fun, family fun, hilarious. <laughs> um, but it's like family workout. So I'll make the boys do it if they're have too much energy. Yeah, I think I, I think I saw the boys. Day. I saw the boys in there one day on on one of your guys' Instagrams getting after it with yeah. the mirror with the mirror workout. They're trying. They try. It's cute. We definitely would have known if you had a Peloton because you would have told everyone because there's Yeah. You that's can't what you do. own a Peloton without broadcasting to the world that you own a Peloton. You can't own a Peloton without telling everyone that you have a Peloton. I looked up Johnny G True. and he looks like a mix of like Caesar Milan and like maybe like a guy 
Fieri. <laughs> Wasn't name Johnny G was our right? Yeah, yeah Johnny right. G. He's 64. Oh He's from South Africa. Yeah. He was the king of the spin. So he is the spinning. founder of spinning. Trademark. Yeah, I know. 64, but looks great. He did not gain the quarantine 15, I can assure you. No, he did not. I guarantee you he did not. But yeah, it used to be the Johnny G spin bikes. I took that class over, uh, over, I don't even remember, I mean, like near like Universal Studios. Oh my God, this is so weird. I can't believe I remember this stuff. <laughs> Bananas. Jen, this is what I mean when even on a podcast, if it's on the internet, Courtney will find it in 15 seconds. I got and... my little command center right here to look <laughs> up anything. That's she should do that. She is the information station. That's the point. That's the purpose. She really is like the queen of the facts. The pointless facts. Really great Not for really. trivia. I'm waiting. Well, I'm waiting for our debut as promised, as pl- not promised, as planned on Family Feud. Ooh. I know. I thought about that the other day. We were playing that. We were playing a Family Feud app the other day. It wasn't. We had a hard time. We weren't as good really? as we thought we were going to be. Well, it's just I'm good at it, but the Family Feud app you have to type, and then if you don't type the exact, if you accidentally make something plural and it's not plural, it counts you all, and then you think it's wrong i don't know we didn't have steve oh. harvey coaching us and under our answers to yeah. the right like that's not helpful yeah i told justin if he yeah, ever went you know on family feud without me i wouldn't talk to him ever again <laughs> well that'll never happen and <laughs> by the way publicly same goes here if you guys ever go on without chase and i i'm gonna never talk to you again because um that's been a real plan for a long time and you'll be happy to know that i played trivial pursuit last weekend and the amount of random information that my brain has somehow stored. Pretty good. I take it you weren't on Chase's team because Chase told me that he got his butt kicked. He did. <laughs> I was not on his team. Isn't it a He looked at me solo? like I was a Martian. It, like he was like, I feel like you're cheating. He well, thought I was cheating because I knew so many random answers. Well, Jen, you remember when we had game night and you were on our team or on my team for the... Um, what the music one where you had to know the artist Name and the song team. and Jen named every single one of them. I was just sitting there penciling in like, Oh man, I got the best teammate right here. <laughs> we got every single answer that Jen one. was in a boot and still <laughs> she was got herself boot. to game night. That's the dedication. Oh my you God, need. That's right. That's when I broke my foot. Oh yeah. <laughs> but you still made yelling it. yelling at everyone to go do stuff. You just hobbled in the front door, ready to game. I hobbled on in. Sat Jen, down. You don't need a boot to do that. That's true true statement i have a lot of people in this house that will back up that statement (laughs) oh man (laughs) all right well i want to get into your new project that you launched in february but let's let's turn back the clock and have you tell me a little bit about um your work in the community your work with the ps pca can you say that five times fast to start us off i know (laughs) it's it's the word i know it is the psc it's pennsylvania pca so Basically, um, let me tap into that memory. Back when you were Um, first dating Mr. You. Back when I was a sprightly young thing. Um, (laughs) I, and as do most women of baseball, they are living in a city that is not actually their home where they, where they really do live. So, um, we, lived in Philly, but we were only there for the season. And then, um, like most, you know, not everybody, but we moved back to the West coast afterwards. So I was really looking for something of my own to do, 
um, that didn't have to be completely committal. Like, you know, it's hard to get a job when you never know if you're going to be there or not be there or anything like that. So I ended up going into the nonprofit world, just started volunteering at the local animal shelter because I'd always just loved working and being around animals. And I, it was always something I really cared about. Um, and I was so just invested in everything that the shelter was doing, not only the things that they had really were doing a great job at, but also things where I was seeing a lot of struggle and things that needed a lot of um, help and attention and support. And so I ended up joining the board of the shelter and Chase and I really did become sort of the advocates for the animal abuse neglect program um, for the next, God, 13 years that he played there. So it was a, it was a, it ended up being like a full-time job. Um, and I loved it and, and still sort of, you know, I still, I still do some work with them. It's more fundraising now, but, um, I still feel incredibly connected to that shelter. I think I always will. That's amazing. And then where we got our babe. And then you guys actually established your foundation because of the shelter, right? You started the the Udley foundation. We did. This foundation came out of like a lot of people's foundations, sort of a realization that there there's just these little holes in all of these organizations and there's not, it's sort of, you know, always like starting a new shelter or a new this. Not that they're all broken, but there's just little problems that exist where maybe something as small as funding can help it. Or there's an existing program that needs to be married into that shelter. And so with that, we ended up starting our foundation so that we could fundraise specifically and then donate out to all different shelters, not just Pennsylvania SPCA. And what our real focus was, was again, of course, animal abuse and neglect, and then also humane education. So we wanted to bring in an element of preventative education to younger people that were, you know, in schools, in youth centers, all over the place to really teach them about what the cycle of animal abuse is, what it is if you see it, you know, what's right, what's wrong, um, and then sort of attempt to stop the cycle rather than sort of put a Band-Aid on the problem. Because once we have them in the shelter, that's a band-aid, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's a tough, anyway, that was our intention and that's what our foundation, um, is still doing. Well, that's amazing. And I, I say it all the time because I think the one thing I hope that everyone in the world of baseball realizes is a platform that they have and to go out and find something that they care about and then use your platform to, you know, really impact and affect that area that you want to. And I mean, obviously this sounds like a similar situation where, you know, you guys used your platform in Philly and Philly, Philly and <laughs> Philly to, uh, to Philly. really make a huge impact on, on animals all over the place. And I swear in the Philly airport, I walk through there all the time and there's a photo of a dog that looks just like Jack. And every time I see him, I'm like, Oh my God, that's Jack because Chase and Jen did their stuff in Philly. And I know you broke my heart and told me it wasn't actually Jack, but I'm going to believe for the rest of my life that it's Jack. That's it's a bootleg Jack. <laughs> that's, it's a bootleg Jack. 
Um, no, but you know, you bring up a really good point and that is, that is something to talk about. And I think it's difficult because, you know, you start in baseball at such a young age and, you know, Chase and I met in college. So, um, the entire minor league system, like all of it, I was there. So you start at such a young age that, and all of these things are sort of thrown at you and introduced to you. And there's, there's, there's such great privilege um, that comes with being a professional athlete and also being with a professional athlete. Um, but of course, with any privilege comes responsibility. And the other thing that I will say for me that I don't know that I realized at the time, but looking back on it, I realize it now as with anything, the connection that you make by working within with the city that you live in and doing something outside of baseball using that platform for good but the connection that you make with that city um creates such a, a bond and such a real sort of I don't know like a marriage it, it, listen not for everybody we were very fortunate that Chase played in Philly for a very long time but I mean, we were like married to that city, you know, um, and I still feel that. I, I love that city um, because we made it our home for baseball, you know. That was our baseball home. Yeah. Um, and I think that – and, and the majority of that, was my point is, in a very roundabout way, is that it's not just baseball. It's because we totally inserted ourselves into the community – and became something different than just a sports figure. That's what I mean. Yeah. And then the, the connections and the relationships and the things that you make along the way that probably wouldn't happen just strictly through the baseball life. It's because you're, you're going out and you're working with these shelters and you're working with all these people and making new relationships and friends and, and it, the spider web just kind of gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And then, like you said, before you know it, you're like ingrained in the city that you're not even from, which I think is, is kind of cool, even though I'm from Southern California. Um, but it's still like, I feel like I get accepted more the more we do because of the, re the relationships and stuff that we make through the foundation. Well, of course. And you probably feel like you understand the city on, on a different level. It, it, it becomes a different entity to you because it's deeper and it's broader and it's not just about sports. It becomes something totally different. And I think that's what's so fascinating. And I will say this, you know, I'm going to give a little shout out to the ladies on this. Um, <laughs> it, is, it is a big thing to, to do that and take that on. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of credit that's rightfully so that um, there's a lot of work that's involved. But really, um, the <laughs> the girls do the hard. I mean, you guys are just the men are so busy. Like I just remember in Philly, like Chase never had a minute to do this. So I think that's the other part that I'm saying that's like the piece to this puzzle that brings the guys that are playing in the city and sort of represent the city in terms of it, at least in baseball. It brings them um, into the to connect with their city a little bit more because you know, I would have the freedom to like go check out a new restaurant or like walk this little neighborhood and kind of explore and this and that. But, but Chase didn't. I mean, I remember when we go back and visit, I'm like, don't you remember this restaurant? He's like, never been here. 
you know, <laughs> like I knew that city so much more than he did just because of availability, yeah. you know, I mean, you guys have games every night and then you're at the field all day. So if you think about it, it, it is, it's difficult to make that time, um, to do that because you are there for a reason and the reason is your job and that's, you know, the number one thing, but it is such a gift, um, for everybody. You also, when you can sort of expand on the reason for being there. You don't, yeah. have, you don't have to be shy Outside about giving the, court. you don't have to be shy about giving the girls credit credit for everything. I know. Oh, I, I know. I'm not shy. I mean, we run the, the whole, the whole, the whole production. Yeah. The There's house would come crumbling down if it wasn't for you guys. We know that. Crumbling. 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 <laughs> you girl, yeah, you girls, not you guys, you girls. Sorry. I know when I was doing my little research on Mrs. You, all these articles were just proclaiming you the queen of Philly. Wow. So you got to wear that crown proud. Oh, girl, I'm never taking it off. <laughs> it's still on. I love polished. that city. My beloved, my beloved city. <laughs> I had so much fun going to Philly with you a couple years ago and you were just, you had a pep in your step showing me around that city and going around the stadium and everyone just saying hello to you. You were doing the finger point and Hey guys, how's it been? You know, and you had people coming up to you asking for autographs, which is kind of different because obviously your time in LA was a little shorter and I don't think everyone got to fully see the gem of a human that you are that I know. And so it was so <laughs> fun to go there and just see you, you know, really in your element over there. In, well, in Pilly. you know, in Pilly. I do love Pilly. I love Pilly. Pilly is my dream. Um, you know, I left you speechless with all that praise. I know. It <laughs> you start talking it about the crown. Speechless. I love them so much. I love, listen, it's equal. I mean, you know, listen, they supported me a hundred percent. I was not shy. I would come out there and ask for money and, you know, I mean, it's not like I have the most soothing voice on the planet either. I'd be like, save a dog. Da, da, da. <laughs> They're like, okay, I'll do it if right. you stop talking. Just take my money. <laughs> like Philadelphia, they're tough out there, man. Like you gotta, you gotta, you know, Justin, you oh, know, know anyone that's played there. You gotta hold your own in that city. You gotta like toughen up a little bit, you know? Absolutely. Um, if you're not bossing people around, they're going to boss you around. They don't care. <laughs> So true. It's great. It's a great place. Yeah, Love I think that. it's easy for, you know, guys to play in a city that they're not from and to just get in and get out and do their job and then go back in the off season. So to really kind of plant roots there when you're not from there, I think, you know, says a lot about your love for the city. Yeah, we loved it. Um, we still do. I never lived there again, only because of the whole seasonal thing. Um, <laughs> I don't need that winter, but um and you mentioned, you mentioned a little teaser on, on Jack. Do you want to tell your story of how Jack came into oh, your life? Oh, my babe. <laughs> the love of my life. Yes. The real love of my life. Um, well, Jack <laughs> was, was like our, Jack, the most handsome dog, was like our poster child. And we, um, we actually tasted a cover. We both were on the cover of Philadelphia Magazine one month for the camera, something about, it was like community leaders. And for the picture, they wanted us with, I was like, eh, let's do a bunch of puppies that are all pit bulls, because that's my jam. And they can all be gray and white, because of course, Philly was like gray, red, and white. 
So and Chase was we've gray. had a case. Not yet. Chase is now gray. In red and white. Not yet. In his Philly uniform. Back in the day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Back in the day. Who knew? It was all foreshadowing. <laughs> um, we had had a really, really serious case of dog fighting um, that had been broken up. And the mother that was pulled out of the ring, uh, the breeding female, had just had a litter of puppies. And they were all gray and white with bananas. And I was like, great, we'll take those. We'll bring, you know, da-da-da. It was perfect. And they all went up for adoption. And this big, like, fat little ball that was just rolling around on the floor. I was like, he's cute. We're going to keep him. We adopted him. And he has turned into this beast of sculpted muscle named Jack Utley. (laughs) 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 Who is just heaven on earth. And, you know, no, Justin, he was not the dog in the airport, but he was a bit of a poster dog for all of our SPCA stuff. He's been in, you know, photographed in a book called, like, Pitbull Love. And I don't know if you know this, Court, little known fact. I'll give you something else. Um, the movie Cop Out that Tracy Morgan and Bruce Willis was in. Yeah. Jack Utley is in a full scene in the first 10 minutes of the movie. What? Yep. I'm gonna have to watch that. I'm going back. I'm gonna Here watch that as soon as we get off this. Chasing down, chasing down. I know the scene. Quote unquote. You know what? They like made them to be like hood rats on a stolen bike, and these guys just like let the dog go to chase it down. Yeah. I mean, it was so ironic thinking back on it because I was like, this image that you're using of a pit bull is like everything I fight against. But then I was like, here, use my dog. <laughs> Stage mom came in. You're like, will Stage he be credited mom. on IMDb for this? Or what do we get here? Right, exactly. Is he still getting checks in the mail for that movie? Oh or God. how does that work? He never even got paid for it. No. What? It's like posterity. I know. Back oh, no. in the Jack, day. We should go fight he for it. He wasn't sad yet. I got to fight for it. Take back his royalties. <laughs> oh, man. The real star of Philly is Jack Utley. <laughs> the real star. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> he's amazing. We love Jack. He is. We love him. Now he's old and gray, bad hip, just like his dad. <laughs> Everyone's just retiring in the family. Everyone's just retiring. Except for you. Except for me. Yeah, you're still working. You're going. You are coming into your Fine. own on your latest project. Uh, I got to see a little preview of it when we were in Cabo before you launched it, but vetted. You're, it's finally your time to shine. You know, Chase. Finally my time. Chase is on the back burner a little bit and you can step back <laughs> out into the spotlight in LA, your rightful spot. And yeah, we're excited for you, your new project. Thank wanna, you. Do you want to share how that came to be? Yeah, it's no, it's been good. You know, listen, and it's, it's interesting because I will say this year, the last two years that Chase retired, it is strange. The first year... You can't plan for it. And God knows you, Court, as my, like, you know, running mate of Chase's final season. We were together 24 hours a day. You know, know, it was like I was trying to plan it. I thought I had it all figured out. It was this, it was that. The reality is it's impossible. You never know how you're going to feel or people are going to react as much as you try to plan it. And, you know, it was a real adjustment. Um, And, the hardest part as is life in any situation was the constant question of, well, what are you going to do now? What are you going to do now? And like the amount of sort of 
pressure and anxiety that that created in me was so, um, I was so unprepared for it. And it ended up making me feel like, honestly, like this totally aimless person, you know, it wasn't like I was waiting in the wing being like, okay, here I go. Here's my brilliant plan, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, um, obviously I had two kids and so that was keeping everything busy as well, but it's all timing. I really do believe everything is about timing at the end of the day. And my goals had changed. So I'd worked in fashion before and then I got super involved as we already talked about with animals and that never failed. And I was, I think what it was is I was just trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And I didn't know what that was. Um, and then I, one day was having coffee or something with a girlfriend and I was like, I love animals. I this and that. I just got to figure out a way to merge the two things that I love. And, um, you know, I've gotten really involved in the last few years of educating myself on sort of, I call it the connect the dots, which is, taking that one step further in anything you do, what you eat, where did it come from? Just like asking yourself that one extra step of a question and then being able to make sort of like, you know, a better choice. So I realized that that didn't exist for fashion in the fashion industry. Um, and I was always conscious of it, searching these websites, online stores, whatever, for, you know, a faux leather this or you know, an eco-conscious this and all these products, but there wasn't one area that you could land at that was AKA already vetted for you. So that's sort of how I came up with the name and then the concept. And so my, the designers that I showcase and, you know, on my shop, I, not my, I don't buy any stock, but I'm obviously promoting those brands. Um, the companies aren't a hundred percent cruelty free, but all of the pieces that I showcase are animal free. So no leather on any tags, no wool or cashmere or um, leather, obviously fur, obviously. Um, but so, and I'm not also kind of put in your face. It's just a very high end curated edit of beautiful clothing. And the bonus of it is it's all cruelty free. So you don't have to think about it because I already did. So that's sort of the point of my shop. And I really think that after all of this and the state that our planet is in, I don't know how people can sort of continue to shop so brainlessly as we've all been so exposed to the real horror that um, the fashion industry has on our planet, you know, with water and animal wow. agriculture and plastic and just all of these things that um, it's, it's kind of like you have to think about it now. It's in your face, you know? Yeah. So once again, timing um, and that it all just sort of, once it falls into place, it feels so good as I'm sure it did with you. I mean, this podcast for you is the same kind of thing. You know, you can't force something. It, it, um, it, it happens when it's supposed to happen. And then when it does and it's right, you kind of, I don't know. I, I felt undeterred by it. And I also kept it very private. That was helpful to me. I didn't get too many people's opinions because I knew I was sort of in this very vulnerable state where if anyone sort of 
gave me a little bit of criticism or asked a question that I hadn't yet figured out the answer to, I thought it would derail me a little bit. So I sort of kept it very quiet until I was ready to show it to the world. And then, you know, if people say it's terrible, well, then they're just rude. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's already out there. Then screw them. I know it is weird kind of during this quarantine, having this feeling of like this preview of what a retirement would look like. And it is weird how much of my life revolves around Justin's career and kind of like, where do I fit in that space? And then when everything's over, like, what does that look like? And I've always, you know, worked my whole life. And then now I'm kind of thrown into the foundation and this. So I absolutely love that you landed on this and you're able to combine things and gives me a little hope for finding more things a little down the road that, you know, I'll be excited to dive in and share and You do. And you know, they change. That's the other thing that's so interesting. It's like the interests that I had and that I thought I would have, have evolved. Um, And it doesn't mean that they're necessarily different. They've just evolved. You know, I used to work as a stylist and like the last thing I need in my life right now is, is, you know, other people complaining to me about what they want to wear or does this make their butt look big? I'm like, I don't care. I don't care. Get dressed yourself. And by the way, the cure gets you close to buy. Do it yourself, you know? <laughs> and that's sort, of, that's sort of what's happened now. I've done the edit. You get you get yourself dressed. Um, but, you know, and, and it, it does feel really good. And I also took a lot of that pressure off myself. It, you know, at the end of the day, it's hysterical to me that I ca- I'm like on my, you know, whatever, it's this blogger. I just wish that word didn't exist. Um, I'd like to just call myself a curator. Um, but, <laughs> but you know, it, it, things just, when they feel right, they feel right. And I've sort of started noticing that I um, have had a little bit of a, a drop-off of people that are following me that I think thought it was going to be fun to maybe get a, a glimpse of a, uh, they're, if they were fans of Chase's, like, through my page. And so they'd realize that that's really not what this is. There's no attach or, you know, association with that at all. Um, and it really is my own thing. So I've, it's been great, though, because I've been starting getting a lot of ethical fabric houses following me and online, you know, cruelty-free beauty companies and faux leather. So it's, it's, it's a slow thing but I also feel that anything that's really worth building or anything that's really successful and long-term successful it takes a long time to build it doesn't happen overnight even though you know sometimes through social media it does feel like it happens overnight I really think to kind of create a solid growth um, you know things take a little bit of time that's so true. We were actually we were actually on a walk through the neighborhood last night and a lady was in her front yard tending to her, her flowers and she was out there like pruning the leaves and I was like, Oh, your garden looks beautiful and she's like, Oh, thank you, it's a lot of work and I that was like the first thing off the top of my head. I was just like, Well, all great things and beautiful things take time, you know? And she was like, Yeah, you're so right. So Such same a thing goes. They do. Yeah, it's so funny that you said that because I literally just said it to a lady last night when we were walking through the neighborhood. 
but it's true, you know. I mean, it, you have to make thoughtful choices, especially in your business. And you know, I I had to. I've been. Um, I've had to go up and down to San Francisco a few times during quarantine. Um, and obviously, I'm driving, and I've had a bit of time to you know think and kind of zone out. And I started listening to how I built. I think it's called How I Built This. Um, Guy Raz's podcast from NPR and he interviews just the most fascinating people um, all about how they started their business and the amount of just crushing devastation and ups and downs and ideas that were the golden ticket and then they ended up not working at all and the discarded idea was the one that actually took it huge like it's such a fascinating podcast and it's very inspiring the main thing that everybody said that was so interesting is, you, number one, you have to invest in yourself. You have to really speak your truth through what you're doing. And you have to believe in it because you can't sell something that you don't believe in because anything that's not authentic is very transparent to everybody else around you, yeah, it, whether, whether it's immediately or down the road, you know? 100%. Yeah. Um, so it, it's a fascinating – he really talks to all different walks of people. And it's, it's, so anyway, I was very inspired and, and sort of stayed on track. Um, even though there have been a lot of things that have been very challenging for me, um, so far with starting it, but you know, yeah. keep on keeping on. I love a few things you mentioned that you actually mentioned about people following you that were only there maybe to see a glimpse of Chase or, you know, something into your family life. And that was kind of something mm-hmm. that I thought about with starting the podcast. I'm like, is anyone going to, is anyone really there for me kind of thing? Is anyone going to be interested in what I have to say or my personality mm-hmm. and really putting it out there? Cause you know, you get, you know, I mean, I'll have people on social media. I'll post, you know, I'll go on a little spree of just posting things with me and then people will be like, where's Justin or, you know, post this or, or this and that. So, right. You really do, I don't know, it kind of challenges you in that sense of, you know, like you said, staying authentic and, you know, putting it all out there. And if it's something that you believe in and you love, um, yeah, there, you know, whatever anyone's going to say about that or, you know, disagree with what you're doing, as long as you kind of stick to that living your well, truth. Well, the people that end up wanting to follow you, follow you. And that's the thing, you know, I ended up saying, well, I, I don't need the number of followers at the end of the day. Um, it's more, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's more important to have the real ones as we all know, you know, true over fake. And so I, I was laughing though, because I, I post a lot of sort of mood, uh, you know, there's some photos of me in, in clothing, or sometimes I'll link some really fascinating articles that I have read from different magazines, you know, talking about these topics of, of the fashion industry and production line and all these things. And then I'll, I'll put like a mood board together. And I recently did a mood board of one piece swimsuits. I mean, there was like zero chance that any man would be interested in this post. And like my first comment was like, cool post. By the way, do you have any tips on how I can become friends with Chase? And I was like... <laughs> That was Justin. No, I do not. <laughs> that was a bad. That was a bad first step. <laughs> it was yeah. Uh, buy all of these bathing suits, and yeah. then maybe we'll talk. 
I know I get no, the ones of know, like, how do I get a hitting lesson from Justin or how do I get Justin to come right. to my kids little league team and talk to him? I'm like, right. I have things I mean, to listen, say too. <laughs> I know it comes with the territory though. You know, I mean, listen, I'm not going to lie. I made Chase blast the hell out of my thing. Cause I was like, get me some followers from like your guys wives, you know? Yeah. Um, so it goes two ways and, and it's great. Um, I, I actually, a lot of my followers, like you talked about before, are women that um, are from Philadelphia and they remember my work there. And the thing that, that is rewarding to me about that is that, you know, for me it's a bit of validation because they know that this is so authentic to who I am as a person. I'm not jumping on a trend of being sustainable and, you know, blah, 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 blah. I mean, those words to me already are so overused and I don't even know what they mean anymore because everyone uses them. Um, but, you know, there is, there is, I'm, I'm humbled when people are like, I had one girlfriend, for example, when I started this and she saw vetted, I sent an announcement out to my friends when I launched it. And one of them wrote to me, I'm so proud of you because this is so authentic to who you are as a person. And it was such a, it was such a beautiful compliment to know that something that I was so worried about was showing itself in exactly the way that I was wanting it to be shown and that people were receiving it that way. If they knew me, you know, so I'm sort of hoping that through that people that don't know me can understand what, why I did this and what it means and a little bit of who I am, you know, through this site. So that was another reason that I kind of did it. So what would you, what would you say to people who are listening right now and they're trying to figure out what their thing is and how do you fill the time now? Like, how did you keep staying positive and keep going forward until, I mean, you talked about timing, right? And Mm -hmm. when you, when it hits you, it hits you like, I got it. And it's easy from there to go to work, but like, how did, what would you tell people like who are still searching? Like what, how do you just manage that time, that space, that gap? Like, what well, do you- Justin, thank you for aging me because now I have to reveal that <laughs> I am 42 and I just kind of figured out what, you know, I want to do. But, but the, again, like I'm saying, this is also a step, you know, there's, Somebody that I um, am fortunate to know on a personal level, but also someone that Chase and I follow, and he's written a ton of books, and his name is Jesse Itzler. He's inspiring. He's actually married to Sarah Blakely, who started Spanx, and he in his own right has just, he's a total entrepreneur himself and very successful. He has, he's now sort of a motivational speaker, and his sort of words of wisdom are build your life resume. And that has stuck with me ever since I read it because it really means like, I don't believe that there's one thing that you are supposed to do. And I think that doing all of these things in your life will lead you to something, whether it's financially great or family great or spiritually great or whatever it may be, you know? Um, so I really don't think that there's one great thing, but for me coming here, the clicking 
and to make it more feasible, I would say that I made a goal to myself to do one thing every day to help build what I was trying to do. Whether it was write down five names that you could possibly call your company or as silly as, you know, find a one article that down the road in three months, I'll, I'll, I'll want to link this to, so that my readers can read it. I mean, that is like so easy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the point was, was just keeping myself with, to do one thing, no matter how tiny it was, that focused on my goal of creating this business. And I, I found that for me, at least there are days that I'm not inspired, but those days not doing anything, I think would have derailed me and made it less of, um, I didn't want it to seem not important. And so giving it time in your day makes it important because you're giving it a space, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I definitely don't have the answer to like all of that, but that is just, <laughs> you know, I'm still working on it. So, and this is still very new to me as well. Like, you know, I just launched it in February. Um, so it's still very fresh and very new, but yeah, I mean, during quarantine when for the record, it's so funny, but like no one was shopping. I was like, what am I supposed to post like 500 more sweatsuits? I mean, it's so <laughs> uninspiring, Yeah. you know, but then, it ended up being a really great learning experience to kind of see what other people are doing and take inspiration from them. And, you know, it, I don't know, it creates a bit of more of a community environment, which I always think is the best thing to do. Yeah. And As it, you know, yeah, exactly. team player. Team Be player. Team player. <laughs> no, you hit on the head though. I, I don't think there really is an answer. I think you just kind of keep moving forward one day at a time and we're definitely very proud of you. And I know even, even when we were down in Cabo, um, you know, for the Super Bowl, and you were working on the website and putting it all together and, you know, getting it all like we're, we couldn't be more happy for you. And I'm, I am one of your followers on, on Instagram. So I do get to see all Thank the clothes you. and, uh, <laughs> on at shop vetted, at yeah, shop vetted right? <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's really cool what you're doing. It's cool that you found, you know, what you love and, and put them together. And I actually didn't know where the name vetted come came from. So I'm now you know. educated now on that. So I feel like a bad friend cause I never asked you what vetted meant. You but. shouldn't because actually no one did. No. I mean, and it's so funny. I was driving in my car and I was actually at the stoplight about to come home and I was thinking about it. And I was like, what am I, what do I want to see? I, I was coming up with all these like initials, you know, it was going to be like, Oh, just, none of it made any sense. <laughs> and then I was like, all I'm trying to do is tell people that I'm, I'm vetting these brands and I'm vetting the websites to put together what they want. And I was like, why am I not calling it vetted? And then that was it. And then, like you said, we talked about before timing, which, you know, I went on GoDaddy and I was like, <laughs> no way this is available. And it wasn't a million dollars. It was like $11. There you go. So I immediately wow. bought the, that. And then I went on Instagram and it was like, Shop Vetted is available. And I was like, this is it. This is it. <laughs> That's at you know, Shop Vetted, at Shop at Vetted shop on vetted. Instagram. <laughs> That's how yeah, I felt when it gets 
<laughs> when CourtneyTurner.com was when available. I feel like I really hit the jackpot. <laughs> you did, but that's the thing. Like, you never know. You know, I mean, it's crazy. It, and, but again, those little signs and those little tiny things that just make you feel, no matter how small they are, that you're making steps in the right direction. So yeah. those kinds of things add up, I think. I mean, and they also go backwards. But, you know, yeah. you don't have a day where you go two steps back and then you make a little edge forward, like with anything. Exactly. It makes me feel good you mentioning so. the resume thing because I've always said – I was like a career Barbie. Like one week I'm like, I'm going to be a criminal psychologist. The next week I'm going to be a yep. teacher. And the next week I'm going to be this and that and this. So I Dr. feel like Phil. you were going to be Dr. Phil. Yeah. I mean, you name it. I've <laughs> thought about being it. So I love the idea of not putting yourself in that box and thinking, okay, this has to be my career and being able to, you know, have internships and, you know, volunteer in different organizations and really find out what it is. And if it's, a few things and, you know, finding a way to combine all of those into one. So yeah. you are a success story. No, you're sweet. I will say one <laughs> thing just to give a little piece of advice. My last little thing is so interesting. Um, it's not even advice. It's just like Before an you observation. Have to go see if Chase finished Before dinner. I have to go back to my, <laughs> my devils. Um, you know, I think it was also something that there was this, this unexpected partnership that, I felt with Chase that was really interesting um, because I had, like you had mentioned before, spent, I mean, we've been together since college, this whole career kind of, and it was my choice. I wasn't, I don't, I don't ever feel that I like followed him around. I mean, he was my, he's my partner in life. So, you know, when it's his time to shine, I'm there helping him shine and, and vice versa, you know? Yeah. Um, but with that being said, we both came into this, this unchartered territory um, at the exact same time because here my husband's, you know, double-digit, you know, career had ended and I felt like it, my career had ended too. It was very, it's a very strange time and he's trying to sort of, reinvent himself and I was doing the same thing um and so it, it, it it's so crazy to think that someone and I'm talking about Chase not me <laughs> who has had so much success and when you really think about it achieved every goal that they've ever set for themselves by the age of 40 it is mind-boggling how empty that can feel when you're done and you are like, now what, you know? Um, I think Chase did such an amazing job transitioning. Obviously he knew he never wanted to get out of baseball and he's still not out of it. And, you know, he also has two sons that are very demanding of his time now. So that helped, but it also helped that the two of us were both kind of like, all right, now what are we going to do together rather than one person doing it alone, which I think can feel, again, a little bit isolating, you know? Um, yeah, totally. So, yeah, it, it's oh, an ever-evolving journey. Well, you guys are doing great. And we're just so, <laughs> and we're just so happy. You guys are giving us a real college try. <laughs> <laughs> we admire your effort on that retirement thing. We no. A for effort. You guys are really, really taking it home. 
<laughs> well, I enjoy, I enjoy being out on the course with Chase and he's a little more <laughs> relaxed now and, uh, you know, coming to spring training when he's around the cage and stuff, it's a, it's a different chase now, you know, it's a, he's a different oh, guy yeah. before, before he like wouldn't even blink for like 12 straight hours. And <laughs> so intense, so intense. So it's easier to be around him now. God, <laughs> like robot man. Oh, um, man. I no, love it. Good. Yeah. Good. Well, I'm excited to see this grow for everyone that wants to check it out. Shopvetted.com. And like we mentioned at shopvetted. thankful both of those donate domains were available for you. Yeah. Thank God. You want to check it out? Thank God. Yeah. We're just excited to see, you know, where this goes for you and we'll be right there supporting you. Justin's going to go on there and see what you have for men. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any men's clothes Justin, on there? I have one. I have, I, so it's so interesting. I have one pair of shoes for men that are actually so bananas how good they are um, and then there's a whole other line that I'm I'm currently <laughs> vetting for men right now um, but get it's it? really great yeah I need to like get my my uh, guys can really shop online do you shop online right now than, right now yeah. I do you do. All right. Well, right. then I'll throw, throw together a little curated list for you. We can't, we can't go in a store right now, so you got to do it online now. Curate a right summer now. wardrobe for Justin. There I go. will. My JT special. I'm in. He yeah. likes that. If you need a name for the first line and you pass on Chase, Ben, or Max, JT can be the fourth <laughs> option. <laughs> Done. I love it. Actually, it'd be a fifth because Jack would probably be before me too. Jack is going to be before everybody. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, thanks for chatting with us. We're definitely, well, I'm going to have to have you back on once I boot Justin out of the chair because we have plenty of things to talk about. Absolutely. Oh, over. heck yeah. It's your seat. <laughs> it's going to be called the, the cat, the, the cat's on the couch. Ooh, all right. <laughs> two, two scratchy cabbies just talking it out. With our spicy margaritas from your garden. It'll be with perfect. our spicy margs. I'll bring the jalapenos. I love it. All right. Well, thanks, Jen. We'll talk to you soon. All right, guys. Thanks, love Jen. you. Thanks. That was so much fun. Uh, she's so awesome. I miss them. I know. I think that just made me really miss seeing all of our friends in yes. their natural habitats. She always keeps it real. She's great. Yeah. Such good advice. She's always kind of been my baseball wife and life mentor. She gives great advice and she, it's like very thoughtful, well thought out, like responses. It's not just like a knee jerk, like dismissal, anything like she's good. To, she's a good talk to when, when you need to lean on someone. Yeah. No BS. I love it. Definitely hope everyone checks out her new project. Super excited for her. You know what it's time for? Your turn. Well, why did you spoil it? Oh, I thought you were asking me a question. It. Oh, I thought you were asking me. Uh Oh, yeah. I really cut it off there. I got to learn to do the, the fadeaway. You missed the best part. You want me to keep it going? Ed Sheeran? It's hard to cut off. I mean, we only get like 20 seconds. So There you go. There you go. Do it, Ed. That's kind of where it cuts you off, I feel like. It is kind of like National Ginger Day or something today, isn't it? Is it? I, that's Yeah, I think so. No one told me. Yep. I would have celebrated. No one cares about us redheads. It's cool. I don't think that's true. It's really negative. All right. Well, our question this week was inspired by a few people, actually. Someone mentioned that you should use our intro song 
to the podcast as your walk-up song. So walk-up songs were kind of on my mind. And then you tweeted and asked the wickedly talented <laughs> one and only. The legendary. Adele, does he, no. Does anyone remember that? Anyways, Dieter Rule, our <laughs> incredible organist for the Dodgers. The also for the LA Kings. Yep. Which is where I first met him. And you asked him if he could tickle the ivory. Do you say that for the organ? I guess you tickle the ivories. Just organ ivories. I don't know. I don't know how you'd put that. But we asked him. If he could. Do our little jingle. Do our little jingle. And what, what, do, we, what, do, what do we get? Oh, he did it. Yes, he did. You got it? Yeah, I, you know, I didn't ever doubt him. I, I knew that was probably took him about all of 12 seconds to figure out how to do, but it's just so cool to hear it played on the organ or in his case, a keyboard right now. I feel like he had a fast turnaround. You tweeted it kind of late at night and then it was ready for me with my breakfast in the morning. It was almost like it was the first thing he did right when he woke up. Maybe he already had it and he was just waiting for you to ask for it. Yeah, he's like, if you always want this official instead of the bootleg version of you guys doing bootleg. it. Bootleg? It's not bootleg. It's legit. Came from my heart. Mine too. <laughs> Actually, our mouse came from our mouse. Came from a lot of places. All right. So I asked people what their walk-up song would be. And the response was overwhelming. A lot of responses. And I feel like people type this in without hesitation. People know this already. And we've talked a lot about walk-up songs, you and I. And... I wonder if I would change mine every week. I know some guys, I think Chase had his same song yeah, his for entire like 17 years. career, his Led Zeppelin song. And I don't know. I think people keep it when it's going good. And then some guys keep it even when it's going bad. I guess. I don't know. I don't change mine a whole lot to like a new song, but I will go back to old songs. So yeah. I, I, a walkout is very important, and I think... Walk out, walk up. What walk, preposition? Walk out, is walk it the up same song. same thing? Walk out song, walk up song. I think it's all the same. Walk I can't out. talk tonight. I'm having a hard time. Anyways. Um, I didn't... And I'm correcting you a lot tonight. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, when you're <laughs> talk, when you're talking about Pilly... Um, Pilly, Kopec. Oh, geez. Yeah, I'm terrible. I'll clean it up. Anyways, <laughs> uh, music... Some, Jen starts talking about taking your chair, and you... Just triple over your know, words tonight. I'm just tonight. like clamming up. Maybe my it palms is walkout song. Is it walkout? Walk I up. Don't know. Walk I think up. it's the same I think thing. It's walk up. Anyways, it's very important, and I don't <laughs> think people understand how much thought goes into it. For most guys, I mean, you have your guys like Jock, who changes his song almost every at bat, just like he changes the bat he swings almost every at bat. Yeah. But um, you know, most guys put a lot of thought into it. So it was cool to see all of the uh, responses. And by all of them, I mean, Courtney, a hundred, over a hundred. Yeah. I type here. them all up. Justin is always very blown away when I type everything out and keep it all organized. But I like to look at it as a whole, as a collective. And I like to pull themes from it. I think overall, a lot of classic rock and a lot of country. Yeah. Which sounds definitely pretty right. I think there's some, not a lot of like, like, uh, 
current hits. It's like everyone kind of pulls from their classics. And I always think about this because a lot of people work out and what gets them pumped up is rap songs or classic rock, you know, any rock and roll, that kind of thing. And when I'm working out, like if you were to just walk on by me at LA Fitness and I'm on the treadmill, I'm listening to romantic power ballads. <laughs> I've got my Celine Dion. I've also got like some George Strait love songs in there. I am the opposite of a pump up song. So I actually thought about it and I don't know. I guess I did walk down the aisle to Wrecking Ball by Miley Cyrus. That's a so fact. That might be. That happened. <laughs> it did. That's how I didn't miss the wedding. It was the string version though. I had my, um, I think I had a violin and a cello playing Wrecking Ball on the strings. Beautiful. But maybe that's my walk-up song or my walk-out song. You know I don't what? know. Or a power ballad. I don't, I'm not mad at Celine Dion, Power of Love. Yeah, those are good. It's just, it's whatever you got to like try to. Share, believe. You got to try to like. vibe. Put energy into the people in the, in the stands. So when they hear their music, they create energy, which in turn creates adrenaline for you to like get locked in as you're walking up to the plate. Because we, we feed off adrenaline. I believe I sat next to you at a Celine Dion concert not too long ago in Vegas and you were I vibing. I went. I saw it. She's a little she's a little firecracker. Yeah, that was a vibe. Yeah. Telling me if I didn't walk up to She's got Celine some pipes. Dion. Yeah. The people would love it. I think so. Especially Canadians. That's she, true. Yeah. She is Canadian. Let's go through Russell some of Martin these. Russell Martin would should have hit to Celine. Yeah, that's true. Maybe he could. You know what's not on this list? What? Which surprises me? Like zero. Disney songs. Yeah. Like no Moana, no Coco, no, nothing. Yeah. The How Far I'll Go, The yeah. that was on my marathon playlist. That was a that was a vibe for sure. Miley Cyrus, The Climb was also on my playlist. Mm. Love a good Your playlist ballad. was solid, actually. I, I should share it. It's on Spotify. I should share it with everyone and give them an idea of what I run to. <laughs> I bet you people would work out to it or, yeah. or run to it. It's good. I've gotten good. I've shared it with a few people. I get good feedback from it. It's kind of, it became like a collaborative playlist with my friend Christy and my friend Gabby that ran with me. So they kind of tossed on a little bit more of the, um, I don't know, pop songs, R&B songs, some rap in there. So it's got, it's a very eclectic mix of music. Pretty proud of it. Careless Whisper, Ezra. Ezra. Not mad at it. Yeah, he's clearly uh, watched Zach Grinky play before because Zach actually used Careless Whisper. Yeah, Baby Got Back. Good one. Bohemian Rhapsody. Sweet Home Alabama. I feel like I've heard that one. Can't Tenn Stop, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Good one. Tennessee Whiskey. Or I don't know, though. Tennessee Whiskey is so good, and Chris Stapleton is a concert that I haven't seen, but I don't know if that's walk-up material. Yeah, I might take a little treat yeah take like, a little nap. i don't know if there's enough energy i mean he's great don't get me wrong and i can't wait to hopefully one day in 2026 maybe when concerts are back hey um yeah i can't wait to go see him in concert but i don't know if i would use him as a as a walk-up song yeah. or a walkout song either sweet caroline and oh i like that baston yeah no thank baston. you shape of you ed sheeran little shout out to you some of these songs i had not heard of I need to kind of look them up and play them. 
Gator Boy by Avril Lavigne. Not mad. Jumpin' Jumpin', Destiny's Child. Okay. These boots were made for walking. That, like... Like, that's like a mental... That's some on-base percentage right there. Yeah, but I, you can't go up to the plate with the, like, thought that you're going to walk. Walk's you know, as walk, good as a hit. It is. You're right. But but you can't be thinking, I'm going to walk. Like, you're not going to be a good hitter if you're thinking about walking. I always thought about if you... If I were to come out with a song one day, and I think I would put something with double in it or walk in it because it is a sure bet that stadiums around the country are going to be playing your song or like the it takes two song every yeah. time there's a double, double play, play walking on sunshine walk it out walk it out all of those thousand miles you easily get so many plays from all these minor league stadiums and everywhere that's true seriously just rocket yourself to stardom i mean i don't think you should be writing music hoping to get stadium plays but what? I mean, you should try to be like getting fans. I think that's how you get fans. And people are, what yeah. is it? Kazam? Is that no. the Shaq movie? What was the Shazam? Shazam. <laughs> wow. Way to go, Justin. <laughs> you sound great. <laughs> I just wanted to bring up that movie if anyone remembers it. Uh, yeah. Then you would just Shazam it and then it would say, oh, Courtney Turner and her song, Walk It, Walking It in the park and then they're downloading it walking it in the park i don't know now wow. i have to write a song let's do it next pod <laughs> next pod your love by the outfield that's a good one that's a good baseball and our sandman but that's uh that's like a mariano. mariano yeah not that's a, a closer that's you can't that's like forbidden to like yeah. you can't use like that's mariano's yeah someone has song. chased this song on here and like, like that's taken yeah, welcome to the jungle. That's like Ooh, Kanye. Like, lose yourself, Eminem. That's a vibe for sure. I remember putting that on before show choir competitions and just looking at myself in the mirror and just like we got this. Did you put the hood on or? Yes. <laughs> I didn't look at myself in the mirror. Actually, were your knees weak? Palms if I sweaty? looked at myself in the mirror, I would have seen bright blue eyeshadow and red lipstick that we had to wear and Was a there whole lot of rouge. Vomit on your sweater already. Mom's spaghetti. <laughs> Get your freak on, Missy Elliott. Gypsy by Fleetwood Mac. That's a vibe. I don't know if it's the vibe. Anything One Direction. Something Bruce Springsteen. Wow. There's a lot here. I don't know. I Whitney. just want to shine by Fitz and the Tantrums. Should I know that song? Nope. Maybe I should make a playlist of all of these songs on Spotify and share it with everyone so they can enjoy all these. Whitney, Lots of free Whitney time. Houston. I want to dance with somebody. Good one. I think uh, Matt Camp did that one year. Oh, yeah. Sign Seal Delivered, Stevie Wonder. Someone on, oh, yeah. All I Want for Christmas is You. They said the song is great no matter what the season. True. I could see someone getting into that. Absolutely. I love it. And I love that this came from a listener suggestion for a question and how it came to be on the show. Right. So definitely everyone send in your suggestions for the your turn segment or maybe guests you want to hear on the show That'd we're, be a good a, one. we're the people's podcast so we want to <laughs> make sure we're taking all of your suggestions i think that's going to do it for us today yeah we can't go through all 100 but maybe i'll make the playlist that'll be fun playlist. <laughs> all right guys noted <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Make sure you are subscribing to us wherever you get your podcasts.
Leave those ratings. Court was loving reading the ratings. Oh my gosh, yes. Yes. Next week, I'm going to read some of the reviews. They're really good. So definitely keep rating us. Only if you're giving us a five star. And (laughs) who's the third person on the pod? I know someone in the back was just giving all that helpful advice. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. See you next week. Boom, 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 boom,